Hello and welcome to Cannabis Nation, where we help guide you through the wonderful and complex world of cannabis by shedding light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. We are your hosts, I'm Susan. And I'm Nick. Hey, you'll be singing for more in our episode 34. Ooh, I like that. Yes, it's a Culture Pot series. Sing it, sister. We want to... Yeah, that's what we're calling it. Sing it, sister. That's we, it. We wanted to ring in our beloved worldwide 420 cannabis holiday celebration by sharing our favorite cannabis-inspired songs. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, you know, we we wanted to keep it light, people. The world is kind of a weird and dark place, but we're gonna celebrate. Absolutely, okay? right? absolutely. Keep it light. Keep it right now. Nick and I are going to share each one of our top five can of tunes. So, and a one, and a two. Hit it! One more disclaimer before we start. We are not <laughs> saying that these are the best cannabis songs true. out there. That's because true. Because many of you out there might disagree with our top fives. Yeah. This is just for us personally. You know what? Yeah. Some of our favorites. And that's part of the journey. So, that to help you celebrate, and then you can find your own. Right? And, and there's a myriad. Boy, we came up with some stuff that we had totally forgotten about and stuff we've never even heard before. Yeah, some absolute yeah. gems. It was great. Yeah. Good times. So to kick it off, here's my number five. Oh. It's called Illegal Smile <laughs> by John Prime. Yes. To escape reality And you may see me tonight With an illegal smile Cost very much, but it lasts a long while. Won't you please tell the man I didn't kill anyone? No, I'm just trying to have me some fun. <laughs> that I love is. That. It is absolutely amazing. So sweet. Yeah. So coming from John Prine, who is a two-time Grammy Award-winning yeah. singer-songwriter. No in slump. my opinion, one of the greatest American songwriters of all time. Right. right. And he released this cheeky little song. It's his so sweet. first track of his debut album in 1971. This was the debut album? Yeah. His, first, his oh, self-titled God. debut album. This was the number track number one. Right. So it's likely the first song that anyone would hear from... From John oh Prine with this beautiful little weed oh, vignette that, that is just to... like an ode to like, oh, when my day's going bad, yep. I got my illegal smile. smile. I ain't trying to kill no, no one. I... <laughs> yep, it's just I'm just having some Don't fun. Don't cost very much either. Yep. No, that's so yep. sweet. I love that song. So he would go on later and try to claim that this song wasn't really about weed, right. but just about your, you know your little guilty pleasures and stuff like that. But if you listen to the lyrics, yeah. if you actually listen to them, pull them up and read them, so this sweet. is, it is absolutely yeah, about sorry. weed and he was trying to backtrack. You know, and everybody did, at some point was trying to distance themselves exactly. in this era, yeah. particularly from that kind of thing for obvious reasons. Totally, totally. Yeah. You know, especially when it hit the 80s and you had Reagan hard on crime stuff. We talked about that, but yeah. Yeah. So this little stoner classic launched him into a long and storied career that ended with his passing, unfortunately, in 2020. But he was playing music 
up until the day oh, he died. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. See, and yeah. people say stoners don't get stuff done. Now, oh no! Look at this, huh? He's, he had a, a prolific career, an absolutely lovely yeah. songwriter. He's huge. I highly recommend you look up and, and watch yeah. some live videos of his because they. I just wish I could have seen him live because it seems seems like it would have been such a fun time. And if he's on any jukebox in any podunk town that you happen to go in, oh, I yeah. invite you to put that on and everybody will be your best friend. All right. Okay. Yeah. Now, so that's my number five. Now, my number five is Weezer Hashpipe. Oh, what a banger. Oh, my God. That is just so fucking cool. Yeah, it's heavy. Oh, it's I heavy. I love it. It just oozes cool. That menacing chord structure. Oh, God. I want to make that my answering machine. To, <laughs> you know, I got my hash pipe instead of the bleep. Leave it. Pipe. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Now, this is what I think is so funny about this song. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That apparently Weezer's River uh, is uh, Rivers. It, the guy who wrote it isn't known for being much of a stoner. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so he chose Ritalin and Tequila as his muses when he wrote a stoner anthem. For God's sake, I can't blame him. Okay, but it does. Well, so he also had, I believe, I haven't read this in a very long time, but I believe he had. A uh, a degree in creative writing from Brown. Oh, so you know anybody? Uh, he, if you're a writer, yeah, you're drinking in pills. Okay. You know that's no, the, you're right. that's the writer's cocktail. Whether yeah. they're uppers or downers, no, you no, know that can change. That's but, very true. You're you very know. right. You're very right about that. But uh, you know, it does explain that. You know the driving menacing chords. You can like feel the racing of the tequila anger yeah. in there. You know yeah. what I mean? And so much so. And when you listen to the lyrics of the words, it's like, did a woman write this? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> did you, have you guys ever like listen to the words of the song? You know, I can't say I have. Like, I used to think it was I'm on my half pipe. Yeah. I, 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 so I thought it was a skateboarding I, song for I, the longest time. You know time. what? And I was kind of with you on that for a while, you know, and <laughs> I was like, wow, he put a lot of stuff, different words in this song. No, he didn't. He just put the one and you keep hearing something different. But I think. <laughs> And it's something a woman would do. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. It's kind of funny. I was like, he must have been channeling a Beverly Hills Barbie when he was writing this song. Okay. Because, you know, they wrote Beverly Hills. That's mm-hmm. what, like It's like you can just see the, you know, when you listen to the lyrics of the, when you see the lyrics of the song, you know, guys, you'll go, oh, yeah, she's right. Because, you know, guys trying to get, you know, guys trying to get with me or whatever. And okay, so, yeah, it speaks to the inner the, the inner Northwest Barbie and me anyway. I'm trying to get with me. I got my hash pipe. I, got, I don't need you. I, I got my hash pipe. You got your big G's. I got my hash pipe. So <laughs> I got my own floss. Anyway, so 
I think someone needs to share a hash pipe with River on this 420, huh? Could you somebody give him a... And then maybe a Snickers bar. Because everybody knows that makes oh, everybody feel You're not you, you, better. when you're hungry. Oh, jeez, you made a Snickers commercial joke. All right. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic radio we're making here, folks. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, moving into the number four level. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to start with mine, which is Blueberry okay. Yum Yum by Ludacris. Okay. Tired, I'ma stop, drop, and roll. Put a wet towel under the door. Don't pass it, I can't take it no more. Somebody take a trip down to the store. Hurry, please, cause I need some snacks, 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 snacks. Absolutely. Another Funky. absolute classic. God, I, I mean, it's just absolute. Gripping classic oh. in Ludacris's absolute prime he was I'm at this telling point you, you know that man can make an 80 year old woman feel her funk bone <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh, yeah. high let's get high mm-hmm. ah. yes My grandma's never smoked before and she wants that blueberry yum yum mm-hmm. too who don't after that who don't so this fantastic track came off Ludacris's 2004 album Red Light District with other unforgettable tracks like Get Back and <laughs> Pimping all over the world. <laughs> Pimping your grandma all over mm-hmm. the world. Anyway. And this one really sticks with me because, you know, in my youth in 2004, uh, right kind of when I was going to be sm- starting to get around to the idea of smoking weed when this came out. <laughs> but it was huge when I started smoking yeah. weed no. uh, a couple years later. And it was the first song that I ever heard that like made me want to try a specific strain because oh, yeah. it kept kept talking about that blueberry, blueberry yum, yum yum. It's like, oh my god! Right. I had heard of some strains before. I had heard of your white widows, but right. never did I want a strain like blueberry yum yum. And I'm pretty sure I have never seen blueberry yum yum. You've as seen a blueberry. I've seen blueberry. I think I've seen yum. There. Wasn't there a yum? Or like a yummy or There's something? Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a gummy. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So there's... Uh, hey, somebody please. Yes. Could you guys? Yeah. Or, you made everything well, else for I, God's it sake. Is, it is a strain. It is out there. I've just never seen it. Ah. But I would still want to try it. It I probably try would it. not live up to my, my you know, two well, decade long... so good. Yes. And it was just like a song for stoners yeah. by a stoner. Like if yeah. you listen to that... That those lyrics right after that, he's yeah. saying, "Throw a wet towel under the, the door. door." Yeah, he want to keep somebody that hot box in. Somebody give me some snack, 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 snack. Somebody go to the like, store. Uh, yeah, because I ain't driving. Definitely <laughs> not the peak of hip hop lyricism. I don't care, but it's definitely awesome. absolutely fantastic and call resonates it a family me. Family feel good song. It is. It is. <laughs> it resonates with me so deeply in such a way that not many songs truly can. So that yeah solidifies it in my top five forever. Right. And I do want to share this with you. I've kind of been taking a poll at work, you know, with the customers about, you know, like what their favorite is. And most people have said right off the, right off the top of their heads, blueberry yum. yum. Oh yeah. 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 We're going to have a few of those in this list, but definitely that is a, a, a for sure solidified classic of all time weed song. All right. Now, for my number four. Ooh, four, 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 four. 
Susan's number four. I went with Peter Tosh, Legalize It. Oh, yes. Okay. Here we go. Oh, sing it. Ah, oh, and advertise it. He did. Yes. And okay, can you just feel again? There's another song you're just cool. You're just, mm-hmm. it just immediately takes you into a different place and mm. just puts you in a nice groove and you're instantly just transported. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I love about this kind of reggae. Yeah. This old school reggae here, mm-hmm. so many layers. They were doing this in Kingstown. Kingstown. This is like a Treasure Island, Kingstown, where they were recording where all the magic happened. Yeah. Now, this is the first cannabis song I heard that called for the legalization of cannabis. And what I liked about it, too, is not only did it do that, but if you listen to the words of the song, he talks about its medicinal uses, uh, too, you know? Yeah. Tuberculosis, you know? And so genius, really. Yeah. Because he's taking it to a new level. He's not just like, you know, he's like, no, this is medicine, you know? Mm -hmm. And then... Like a true activist song. Yes. And and in, in the cultural tradition... Knowledge and history are passed down orally. And songs, in my opinion, you guys, have more staying power than stories. Because songs, they're harder to change. You know, the story always fits the narrative of the Mm -hmm. narrator, right? So whatever we want to talk about or things we want to highlight or leave out. But in a song like... um, there's, There's songs that we still have with us from uh, the, when the Black Plague, and it, I forget what Ring it is. Ring Around the Rosie. Ring Around the Rosie yeah. that we still have from the Black Plague. Yeah. So things like that, and I'm not saying that this is that. But I'm yeah, just, what a comparison <laughs> to make. You know, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that it was a song that talked about plants and people were singing it. And then this is what happens, okay? So he releases this in 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 19... 19- 76 and peter tosh by the way is one of the original bob marley whalers so this Mm -hmm. is guy's got street carrot all all over the place to begin with yeah and this is his solo album now he wrote this song apparently according uh to wikipedia in response to his ongoing victimization by the jamaican police and as a political and as a political piece pushing for the legalization of cannabis, especially for its medicinal uses. And that's why they banned it in Jamaica, like upon its release. Bam. So wild. Done. Okay. Then, then the attempts to suppress the song, you know, they as always, they do have a direct opposite effect of its intent. Mm-hmm. And so then it launched him and, and it, and it into this, in onto this international stage now, the album was released in the United States in 1976 and was on the Billboard 200 album chart for two weeks, nice. which is spectacular yeah. if you think about where it came from. Okay? Yeah. 
Now, I mean, just for non-American artists yeah. in general to, you know, make it on, on Billboard 200, 200 for two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, in 1999, the album was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of, an Ameri- of America for over one million copies. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Now, um, I wanted to say something in Tasha's own words here. Okay. Uh, he died relatively you know he didn't he and bob both didn't last long Mm -hmm. you know we don't have a big body of work from him um but the new musical express uh and that was a british newspaper um during an interview he said we are the victims of rasclot circumstances which I know I need to look that up because I'm not quite sure, but I'm sure that has something to do with the powers of being Jamaica. And then he said, victimization, colonization, going to lead to bloodbath. He also said herb will become like cigarettes. And you know what? He was right on both counts because look at people in the streets right now, you mm-hmm. know, still. And then we, where do we go? We pick up cigarettes and we pick up joints in a pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know yeah i mean we're still a ways from her being like cigarettes but, but you know, for, from a nationwide perspective yeah. um but i mean it's definitely headed that way for a portion of the market um which you know uh, but that is it is just such an iconic song too i mean i don't i've been to so many weed events over the years and there's not a single one where this song hasn't played it makes me feel like i'm laying down on a grassy lawn on a sunny day smoking a joint yeah. surrounded by people juggling yeah. scarves and fucking yeah. there's a mellow hue about the yeah, day yeah totally yeah I, it, it, it's a beautiful song and it really means something and that's number four Awesome. All right. On to our number threes. My number three is Smoke Two Joints. Another reggae ditty. Mm Mm-hmm. By The Toys. I smoke two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel all right. Hell yeah. Smoke two, two joints. joints. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that song. It is absolutely and fantastic. I'm so glad, too, that you played the Toys original. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be unpopular here, but that's my favorite one over Sublime. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that yeah. feel the same way, but a lot of people don't actually even know of the original either. True. So this one, this uh, original version was written and recorded in 1983 in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, in a reggae band there called The Toys, uh-huh. uh, though often misattributed to Bob Marley yes. for some reason. Yeah. But Bob Marley actually never did a version he of this He was song. actually dead two yeah. years after its release. Yeah. I mean, before. Two, two years, years before. before his he release. Died in 1981? Uh, the, yeah, before the, two years before the, yeah, before, wow. two years before the release of this song, Bob was gone. Wow. No longer in the building. Yeah. Not possible. Yeah. So it was not by him. Mm-mm. But this instant classic was conceived supposedly under a palm tree yeah. on a beach. Yeah. While just jamming and yeah. smoking. In Hawaii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And when they played it live for the first time, they ended up playing it five times that night because huh. the audience just couldn't get enough and kept requesting it over and over. Probably again. by singing "Smoke Two Joints." joints. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So instant success. They immediately hopped into the into the studio and and got it recorded. Became an instant hit on Hawaiian radio and then hit the waves. And got big everywhere. So um, awesome. And once again, this song has been covered a lot. Yeah. Like we said early, mo- er, most notably by Sublime. Yeah. Um, but Afro Man also made a parody oh. called Smoke Two Blunts, which was a very fun oh, song as well. I, I didn't cut a clip of that, but oh, it, definitely that. look it up for yourselves. Yeah, I'm gonna. But I absolutely love this song. Once again, and just so purely yeah. iconic weed song that I can't not sing whenever I hear it. Yes. And and just uh just a good vibe, good feel, yes. like yeah. You cannot be upset listening to it's this song. It's a celebration. Yes. Smoke two joints, damn Smoke it. two joints in the morning, afternoon, the night, night, in times of peace and it's war. times of war and do it yes. before you smoke two more. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I love it. Exactly. So that solidifies absolutely going to, once again, stay in my top five forever. Fantastic song. Excellent. Now, my number three is going to be something that most of you probably haven't heard. It's a little ditty by Brewer and Shipley called One Toke Over the Line. One toke over the line, sweet Jesus, one toke over the line. Sitting downtown in a railway station, one toke over the line. Waiting for the train that goes home, sweet Mary, over that the train is on time. Sitting downtown in a railway station. Oh, fantastic an, again. See, another sweet little, yes. even though it's a song about, you know, oh, I did too much and I'm in a railway station, it still <laughs> makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, and, and it is a song about excess. And I love how, um, okay, so I've been, this ch- song has been with me since childhood. My my dad was a, one of the things that he did, he was a record producer in Chicago and back then, it was the place to record folk albums and ad jingles and things like that, right? And Brewer and Shipley were folk musicians, and this was their one hit, their one hit wonders. And my dad loved to sing this song. Right? Yeah. So and my dad liked to also smoke marijuana. Anyway, so uh, it's it's a song that I remember, like, before I even kind of knew what it was about. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is kind of funny. And so you guys would be surprised how often I sing this song to myself, like, because I, I, in my adult life, like, oh yeah, there's another one. One took over, over, over the line. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. Now Brewer and Shipley, um, this is, they have a, um, they, they have a story about how this happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, they they didn't think it was going to go anywhere and a, a, so the story is is Shipley gets this hash okay they're they're somewhere in Kansas and they're touring and oh I'm sorry yeah they're in Kansas City Missouri and they're touring and he gets this hash block and the guy, and whoever gives it to him says 
only take two hits and he doesn't and he takes yeah. three mm-hmm. okay so this is his recount on vinyl dialogues he says so i'm playing my guitar and michael that's brewer so uh came in and said came in and i said jesus michael i'm one to go over the line and he started to sing what I was playing, and I chimed in, and boom, we had the line. <laughs> and then Brewer also remembers the occasion. He said, I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. And right on the spot, we were started to sing one toke over the line, Sweet Jesus, and that was about it. We went on stage. Yeah, right? that's awesome. Now, they didn't take this song seriously, and they played it as an encore one night on stage because people kept getting so they were like, all right, let's do this little ditty. And uh, the guy who was um, the president of the record company that they were working with came backstage and said, oh, man, you got to record that and add it to the LP. And I guess they were like, what? Okay, right? So... Needless to say, it became a big surprise that um, it became a big hit and received so much controversy. Controversy, How wild. yeah. And he's like, the government came down on us. And then, as the story goes, that in 1970, while they were on uh, tour, uh, excuse me, the story goes that they were on vacation, and they come back, and the president has personal, the vice president of the United States. Uh, on June, A-G-N-U, uh, N-W, Agnew. Agnew, yeah. He had said, you know, these guys are, you know, they're they're subversives. They're subverting to the American youth, right? And so then he talks, the vice president gets the FCC involved, all right? And says, and, and they say to... Um, is they issue to all the radio station operators this guidance, right? And this is what the guidance says: whether a particular record depicts that depicts the dangers of drug abuse or to the country promotes such illegal drug usage is a question for the judgment of the licensee. Such a pattern of operation is clearly a violation of the basic principles of the licensee's responsibility for and duty to exercise adequate control over the broadcast material presented over the state over the station. It raises serious questions as to whether continued operation of the station is in the public interest. Okay, and they're like, what? So the song is essentially banned, pretty much. You know, nobody wants to touch it. Wow. Most uh, most won't play it, but others do get in protest to this guidance, mm-hmm. not because they like the song so much, but here's where it gets weirder. At the same time, the vice president's saying these guys are subversives to the youth, right? The song is covered on the wholesome, whiter-than-white variety show, The Lawrence Welk Show. Wow. And I don't know if you guys know what that is, but you don't get any whiter than that shit. Go ahead and Google some of that. Wow. Uh, yeah. So you're now, just seeing one toke over the line. Right. And, and it's these Do they even two, know what the word toke and meant? And it's Gale and Dale, and they're in these wholesomer wow. than wholesome costumes, and they're sitting underneath. Is it really under, Dale and Gale? It's really Dale oh and Gale, God. and they're like, she's on a ladder under this like fake Christmas tree, and he's like down from the ladder kind of holding her by the waist, and they're looking at each other, and it's the weirdest fucking thing. And then Lawrence Welk himself at the end of the show says... 
And there you heard a modern spiritual by Dale and Gale. Wow. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Pass the ammo. God bless America. God, I love this fucking country. They just heard Sweet Jesus and they're like, oh, it's a well, Christian we got, song. We got Mary. Yep. <laughs> wow. I'm coming home. All the all the words, right? Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So that's a little story. Oh, what a little ditty about, you know. A, a, one a, toke over the line. One toke over all right now on to number two mm-hmm. number two on the list we're gonna start with mine which is afro man's because i got high i was gonna clean my room until i got high <laughs> i was gonna get up and find the broom but then i got high my room is still messed up and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Exactly. You can't not sing along to this song. Once again, oh an absolute God. classic. Oh, the you know, it, it was a hard choice for me. Uh, because so I felt you. like I couldn't put in two songs from the same artist on oh, this God, list. So but uh, his other song, Crazy Rap, which is Colt 45 and Two Zigzags. Baby, oh. that's all oh. need. You know that one. I haven't. I don't. Oh, you do. You, if okay. I played it for you, you okay. would know it. Okay. But, if uh, not, I have to discover it. Yes. There and and there, in my opinion, I mean, there might not be a more uh, iconic artist to Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. weed industry and weed culture than afro man yeah he's an absolute gem and an incredible man yes so i mean speak he was speaking to rolling stone when he described how the original song which led him to landing a record deal and a grammy nomination a grammy nomination mm -hmm, for afro man for because i got high Mm -hmm. Uh, but he was saying this might be a tool to influence influence forthcoming reform uh, getting high, quote unquote, and rapping about it got me to where I am today. That's what he said. And I'll be forever grateful for that, he said. That's what he said. Yeah. He, he, he also said with current political battle with states trying to legalize weed, I thought it would be a good time to educate or set the record straight about marijuana's benefits, yep. which is why I wanted to remake the song. So he had the yeah. idea to remake the song because this whole the whole song is about being lazy because exactly. you're high. Exactly. You know? Your life is ruined. Exactly. Which us yeah, in the weed industry currently, you know, I mean, yeah. we're not a huge fan of, of that ideal because it is old school bullshit. Yeah. You know? Propaganda. However, yeah. that does not mean that this song is still a classic and such a great freaking track that I yeah. love and can't stop singing whenever I hear it. Okay. And I have to say that this was on my list Mm-hmm. Okay, it was one of my possibles, but it it kind of got kicked down the list, and I'm so glad you brought it because not only did he win a Grammy, but there was somebody else, some radio DJ or something, and they went on to write a Christmas song, and it is so good, you guys. Mm-hmm. So there's so much joy that came out of this, I think, the way that he rewrote it. Yeah. You know, to say, hey, no, if it wasn't for this song, I won a Grammy. It changed my life. Thank God I got high. Yeah. You know, literally. So, great choice. I'm so glad it was on your list. Well, and like I said, I mean, there's so many tracks from Afro Man that are absolutely fantastic. 
We yeah. talked about the smoke two blunts uh, version which of I smoke two joints, to which yeah. we did earlier. Yeah. And then um, the other fun thing that happened is he was in the news recently oh. because he put on a new music video. What? And the music video consisted of footage uh, oh. from a police raid on his home. What? From his home security cameras. Oh my god! Yes. Thank god for home security. Exactly. Cameras. So. So he goes and puts, uh, makes a music video out of this, okay. and not only stops there, but he also makes T-shirts with the oh pictures god. of the cops' faces from his home security video. <laughs> goes all out. Oh my god! Uh, he made a track that I think was called "Who's Gonna Pay for My Door." Um, <laughs> and I know yeah. why. Exactly. So, the on this on this raid, uh, which supposedly was was on. Uh, Drug uh, related, uh, drug related, and human yeah. trafficking. Oh, for the which love. I don't what know where we, that came where from. Where are we? Are we yeah. at? Uh, but of course, they raided his home and they found absolutely nothing. No, we're not at our So Kelly's then he's house. like, "All right, you motherfuckers, you know, <laughs> it, just because I'm Afro man, you're pulling this shit. Right? I'm going to use this. So yeah, the you Ohio the police, the Ohio Police Department. Oh, <laughs> he lives in Ohio. Yeah. Is God suing him. him for using the footage from his home security of them executing the warrant, oh. a.k.a. breaking into his home and finding oh. nothing. The yeah. police are claiming that yeah. is he, he is using their likeness for yeah. commercial gains. Why wouldn't he? Along with saying that it caused them hum- humiliation, ridicule, mental uh, distress, embarrassment, so and loss of reputation. Don't be so sensitive. Hey, yeah. you know what? When you do better, you'll get a better reputation. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You know, don't blame us because we can see you. Yeah. And you were in his home. <laughs> yeah. You're in his home. You are in By his the home. Way, I don't think people understand that you don't really have a right to privacy. No. Like your image and stuff like that. I yeah. think people are under the misconception. Apparently the police department in Ohio yeah. or whatever municipality is. Yeah. They do. But yeah. Well, no, and don't. it's not like it was defamation. Like he just used footage of them doing what they were doing. He did not. Yeah. Cl- make any claims. And you are a public that. servant, sir. Yeah. So yes, mm-hmm. guess what? Once again, I mean, we're talking about we're in the age of, of police <laughs> body cam footage. You know, you were probably recording this too. Yeah, and it Thank was probably you. made public as well. He yeah. just had a different angle where you could see your yeah, face and, it and you're pissed shed off you about it. Didn't you in a good it. light, and it was not exactly. your best side. <laughs> exactly. So fantastic story. Love the man, oh. an absolute icon for life. Okay. And and an incredible, very fun sing-along song. And I'm glad you added it. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, Susan, what's your number two? Okay. All right, number two. You know I struggled with this, but it had to be, gotta be, Black Sabbath, Sweet Leaf. <laughs> Did you not feel like cooler the Just second listening to that. that you heard that? Mm-hmm. Like 
there was a whole other level of cool in your yeah. life now. Yeah. God I mean, it, it, that that was one of the harder songs to cut the 30-second clip of. Because, oh. I mean, there's no way we could avoid getting that iconic looped yeah. cough in the beginning. Yes. Like, it's, holy shit. Oh, my God. But also, I mean, the whole song. Incredible. Oh, my Incredible. God. Okay. This is yours, Susan. Bell. All right. I'm sorry. No, you that's continue. okay. This is possibly my favorite song on the the list for, like, a myriad of reasons. Not just because it's cannabis. And I want to say, I'm going to, I'm just going to say, I struggled with this because number one and my number one, I, like, went back and forth mm-hmm. because I honestly... When I was young, <laughs> didn't know it was Sweet Leaf. I thought he was singing Sweet Leaf. I love I you, Sweet Leaf. Leaf. That's just thought, so oh, sweet. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Black Sabbath is saying I love you, Sweet Leaf. Which I thought was ironic as a yeah. child. Hey. All right. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and I just, but I remember like just hearing it for the first time. And it's just blowing my mind. Like I said, it just makes, it's just probably the coolest song ever. One of the coolest songs. And this will be on one, uh, like if I had a top five of coolest songs ever written, this is on it. Ever written, recorded, played, mm-hmm. historical, relevant, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how relevant it is oh, to yeah. all of us. Yeah. Really, musically Absolutely speaking. Song. And song. broke boundaries yeah and changed the game entirely yeah. i was watching uh kistery that's the, oh, his, fun. the, the biography of two, kiss two big kiss heads here okay if you're, uh, kiss army yeah thank you so um what was funny about it is it's like i was realizing why i was because we were doing the research for this we would have no kiss if we had no black Sabbath. oh oh hell yeah okay hell yeah all right so there's so many other bands that we wouldn't have so oh my god i mean they're yeah yeah i mean all right okay that's just all i have mm-hmm. said i want it played at my funeral mm-hmm. okay i just all right so now let me just give you a little history i'll do the you know piece here sweet leaf is a song from black sabbath is duh it's its third studio album of masters of, off of masters of reality it was it was released on july 21st 1971 Okay, and this the title of the song was taken from a packet, which I didn't know, of Irish cigarettes oh. that read it's sweet it's the sweet leaf. Okay. That was like their big selling point on Very this pack fun. of cigarettes, apparently. It's the sweet leaf. Anyway, and it begins with a tape loop of guitarist Tony Lomi coughing from a joint he was smoking with bandmate Ozzy Osbourne. So that's real lifetime cannabis consumption. Yeah. Right. Oh, God, it's just like, oh, it hits all my buttons. And I have to say, that's fucking rock and roll. Okay, babe, that's fucking rock and I roll. I mean, it's so iconic. Oh. So, so for you, those of you that don't know, I'm a musician myself. And whenever we're in a band practice and somebody coughs, even just once, you yeah. know, you hear that, yeah. <laughs> I always start playing. Dun-dun. And everybody hates it, and I love it. You know what? Keep on. Fight the good fight. I will never stop. I will never stop. Please, thank you. Don't change. Every time. Don't change. Yeah, now this song, yeah, an album is arguably the creator, like I said, of inspiration of so So many. So much. So So I vacillated with number one and two. I just want you to know that. But Well, I'll tell you. 
as we get into number one range here, because we're about to hit my number okay, one. Okay, and I was, I was going to say, I'm done. Yeah. And Nick's number one is... Sweet Leaf by Black I was going to cut another clip, but it would break the 30-second rule for a single song, so I couldn't. But, oh my God. I mean, Black Sabbath, one of my all-time favorite bands in general, what what... The only thing I can add to what Susan has already said about how amazing this is, and once again, I mean, you, you, Ozzy Osbourne, what a fucking icon! There are so many stories about this man that we oh couldn't, that we couldn't even pick one. It's we a could, whole other podcast. We could do a whole two <laughs> hour plus. I mean, actually, probably Maybe we could we do should. multiple episodes yeah. on Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. but it's a whole other podcast. Um, the. The amazing thing about this song and this album, Masters of Reality, um, is that they are arguably, um, and many people will credit them, with uh, starting the genre of stoner rock. Absolutely. Stoner rock didn't exist before this album. There Absolutely. might have been songs written that would kind of fit within it, yeah. but this is the song and album uh-huh. that started that. Anthem. And there is so much of my favorite music is within that realm. You yeah. know, you look at bands like Sleep and and Kiss, and there's just so many. There's so many. I don't even yeah, want and, to and keep you know, going. But. And here's just like, I'll say, it was kind of like a cue when somebody was going to play Black Sabbath or Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. right? You're like, you know what kind of party it's going to be. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's going to be great. Freaking party. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my absolute number one, we'd really... I mean, and there's also so many other great ones, you know. Once again, I could have put multiple Black Sabbath songs on this list, but I didn't want to double up on artists. But, you know, Fairies Wear Boots is another great one. I mean, there's there's so so much there. So much there, there. Right. So deserving of a number one spot. I yeah, love and Black that's Sabbath. Why I vacillated. Yeah. Okay. And I will tell you, I mean, a lot of people that are in my age range and younger, uh, Black Sabbath is viewed as classic dad rock or some shit like that. But give them a fucking oh, chance. Dude. Go through their catalog, oh, listen dude. to their early albums, and get into it because once again, there's so much there that you oh, don't man. hear on the radio that yes. you don't hear your dad putting on yeah. that is just rad as fucking right. hell. Especially, yeah, especially if you love rock and roll, like yeah. if you love that heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. These guys are the Godfathers. They are. They and, made it. They yeah. invented it basically. And so why not? Why not give a listen to the original Seriously. playbook? Yeah, there is okay, a reason that Ozzy Osbourne is such an icon. We in this would world. have no Dave Grohl. Oh no! Okay, absolutely not. There's no so Nirvana. Many... No Nirvana. You no. know, we, we there would there was so, so much many. that that came from. Them. I could even talk more. Okay, yeah. but so here we go. Susan's number one. What is it, baby? Okay, so I'm going to tell you now. This is my number one, and it's going to confuse some. Okay, it's. Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35, by Bob Dylan. Well, they'll stone you when you're trying to be so good. They'll stone you just like they said they would. They'll stone you when you're trying to go home. They'll stone you when you're there all along.
stone. Yeah! Hell yeah. Okay. Everybody must, must get, okay. get stoned. It's like a oom-pom-pa. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, very, uh, very New Orleans, just yeah. jangly, like, old bow, and yeah. Young. Yeah, old and we're young. All, we're all drunk, we're That's all right. high, we're all singing, singing. together. Yes, play we're yeah. swaying and singing and spilling yes. and Smoking. Oh, yes. So awesome. Uh, it's just sloppy I mean, good can time. You not just feel you the feel party around the you, the and hollering and the oh hooting nanny. All right, now, okay, so true facts. Uh, he wanted to play in a Salvation Army style, style excuse me. Um, and I love that about him because it gives a polka sense almost to this thing, okay? <laughs> yeah. And my grandpa loved a polka. Okay. All right. And so, and not only that, I have lived this song like you wouldn't even freaking believe, people. I've been stoned when I was trying to get home, mm-hmm. stoned when I was trying to be alone. I've been stoned when I was laying on the floor. I mean, it I is. stoned and they said, here's some more. It's the, pr- mean, it's the, it's the spiritual <laughs> predecessor to Because I Got High. Seriously? <laughs> it's the godfather of Because I Got yeah. High. But I, so imagine this. Everybody must get stoned. Thinks that's the name of the ti- uh, the name of the song. It's oh, not yeah. the title of the song. It's Rainy Day Women number twelve and number thirty five. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start with that controversy there. Ugh, and I'm already like, really? Of course, it's Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to have a fucking oh, yeah. opinion. Okay. Oh yeah. So I don't really know for sure. The official story supposedly is because this. These two women, uh, these two females who were a, a, a mother and a daughter walked into the studio one day in Louisiana on a rainy day and supposedly Bob guessed their age like he guessed that they were 12 and 35. Okay. That's supposedly. Oh, rainy the, day. Wow. Okay. That's supposedly the official. I don't know. I haven't heard that from Bob, so I ain't going with that. That's weird. And then there's another one. Why? Hold I on. just don't I understand know. why. I know. I and it's and but that makes sense for the times, you know. They were anyway. Uh, and then there was a, a, a an article that said that it was about the punishment. There was an article that Bob had read about the punishment of uh, women in, in the Islamic states that got, you know you got stoned still yeah. right. And maybe that was, you know, what the song was about. Woman number 12 and 35. Maybe they were the ones that got stoned. I don't know. Is it prisoner numbers? Yeah, I maybe, you know. And then there was also another story that if you multiply 12 by 35, you get 428 number commonly associated with smoking marijuana. That is funny. <laughs> is that so true? Crazy. Wait, let me do some mental math here. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> What? So, all right. Often the name of the song is Rose to right? But, and it was released in March 22nd, 1966 on the Blonde, on Blonde album. But we all know that the Waldos started getting, we were in high school and started smoking pot at 420 in like 1971, that, 72. You and I did a podcast on that last year. Yeah. So. What a no. fucking coincidence, though. <laughs> I know. What a fucking okay, coincidence. Who 
does that? Who sits in their room and multiplies 12 by 35 to get 420? Like, I mean, it is. Who the fuck does that? Listen, I have a lot of friends that are into <laughs> numerology. Okay. And I mean, right. it's more Are adding... they autistic? Well, <laughs> they're artistic. I'm just saying, you know, autistic people see stuff like this, yeah, so I can understand. But I mean, and numerology yeah. is more adding than multiplying. But even yeah. then, I mean, that is... Uh, there are not a lot of numbers that multiply to 420. Okay, I'm just I mean, saying. I mean, there are, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying the Waldos were in the 70s. Oh, yeah, totally. This is released it was in before. 66. It was before, So, for you know sure. what I mean? Debunked is all I'm saying about that. Well, I, I, I maintain an incredible coincidence. Yeah, it, it is. An, I will give you that. Yeah. It's a, an incredible, which is, again, why it puts it on my. Number one, because I told Nick at the beginning of this, when we were picking these out, mm-hmm. if one has a better story and it has relevance in my yeah. life on more than one front, so I'm going with it. Totally. Hence, this is my number one. Yeah. The other reason it's my number one is, you know, obviously it's deemed a drug song. Yeah. Ugh. Which got it banned by some radio stations in the U.S. and Great Britain. Unlo- not unlike one, the other one that I have on my list. One toke we'll over the line, line sweet Jesus. Jesus. Right? But Bob was so popular then and so already iconic and, mm-hmm. you know, had a lot of pull that the bands had little to no effect for him. As a matter of fact, as usual... They only made it more popular. So again, it just had the direct opposite effect of its intent. But was it a drug song? Okay. Okay. That's a question to the field. Was it a drug song? So there's two arguments to be made here. Uh One is the intention of the artist, which you're going to get into. Which I'm going to get into. But two, I would like to say that with... As with the dictionary and as with colloquial, colloquialisms, I can't say it right, but uh, the, you got it. I can't you got believe it, I know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you couldn't imagine how a... big the smile on Susan's face is right now. She's so wow. excited. Colloquialisms. <laughs> um, the vernacular changes with the perception so of the general people so regardless so of the of whether or not it was supposed to be a drug song no exactly make the argument it's that the because... lexicon of the mm-hmm. moment yes yeah yes. continue sorry no 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 i love i no, it's absolutely true because yeah. it doesn't matter whether it was intended mm-hmm. or not yeah it had a life of its own much like the John Prine song, because yes. he tried to reel it back. I still argue that he wrote it. Hello, Kitty. I'm sorry. That's my floor wookie. Yeah. My, my cat floor wookie. Do you really just need to go outside is what you're saying? Yeah, or do you really just need to be locked into a closet? Well, you okay. know. <laughs> Either way. So, I'm just... Okay, so this is what's interesting about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, Nick, we have to cut. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just continue on. That's acceptable background noise. Okay. We can move on okay. from this. Everybody loves kitties. <laughs> I don't know if I love mine right now. Well, you know. <laughs> anyway, so, all right. So, as far as, let's, let's listen to what the man himself says. Okay. Excuse me. Himself has to say, right, about what this is. Yes. Okay. So, at a press conference in Stockholm on April 28th, 
on April 28, 1966, while on world tour, he was asked about the meaning of this new hit single, mm-hmm. Rainy Day Woman, Women. And Dylan replied that the song was about cripples and orientals, which ugh, makes me cringe. Yeah, and both the- not <laughs> acceptable terms to use anymore. So know that this is Susan quoting. She's not yeah. using those terms on her own. Yeah. And the world in which they live, which is true. Yeah. It's a sort of Mexican thing. Ugh, cringe again, me inside. Yeah, what is he doing? Like, but very protest. And one of the protestiest of all things I've protested against in my protest years. What? <laughs> Wait, I'm going to scroll up because I have to read that again. No, I have to read that again. This is a quote. <laughs> so, I don't know if you're high when you say things Where like that. <laughs> but I've said things like that when I was high. So, I'm just saying there's a correlation. Also, here's another thing. During his May 27th, 1966 performance at Royal Albert Hall, London, he said, Oh my God, you guys sit down, sit down. Cause you're going to hit the floor. When you hear me say this, this is a direct quote from Bob Dylan. I never have and never will write a drug song. End quote. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Bob, okay. your life is a drug song. Okay. <laughs> Bob, come on. Okay. Bob. I just think that's hysterical, you guys. Oh, my God. Did you? That's God. a direct quote. May 27th, 1966. Well, Albert Hall, London, for God's sakes. Okay, now. I'm reeling over. I, I, I had to scroll back up and read that quote that you said again earlier. And I was, I said every word correctly. Did you I? You did. did I I'm yes. reeling over that. Yes, yes. What does that even mean? That means I'm high. I mean, anyway. one of the protestiest <laughs> things I protested <laughs> in all, against in all my protest yeah. years. Da, 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 da. Anyway. There is not, there's no, he's just saying a bunch of slurs. <laughs> And then saying he's protesting and protesting. Smoke two joints before he's... Sm- anyway. What is going on? Yeah, it that was is great. Isn't that wonderful? Now. All right. Okay. That was 66. All right. Continue. All right. Let's now. Go. Bring into the new age. Right. Now, here we are, 1986. Okay. New age-ish, right? When speaking to New York radio... I mean, new age... Or new wave, excuse new wave. me. Yeah. 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 New wave. There you go. You know, but t- 20 years later... Yeah. He was speaking to a New York radio host... Oh, I'm named Bob Flass, or excuse me, Fass, Bob Fass, you know, and he, this is the quote that he says to Bob. Okay. These pretentious rock stars. Everybody must get stoned is like when you go against the tide. You might in different times find yourself in an unfortunate situation. And so to do what you believe and sometimes some people, they just take offense to that. You can look through history and find that people have taken offense to people who come out with different viewpoints on things. Wow. He just said nothing. He said, because I got high is what he just said. Or I smoked two joints before I fucking got here is what it says to me. No offense, Bob, but sometimes you're a little pretentious and weird. And we all love you anyway. You're an icon and an American treasure. Love you. All right. So. 
Oh. Wow. People. No, you, no, okay. He's just saying okay, nothing. No, okay, now hold on. He's saying nothing. I know, that's why I have to include these quotes because there's so much misconception. So many words, but no content. But he's still backtracking. Still in 86, he's still backtracking. Yeah. Okay. Now, in it, now it gets even weirder. Could you believe? Dun, dun, dun. In 2012, in an interview with our very lovable Rolling oh Stone, God. okay, so Mikhail Gilmore asked Dylan if he was worried about misguided, quote-unquote, interpretations of his songs, adding, for example, some people still see rainy day women as coded about getting high. Dylan responded, it doesn't surprise me that some people would see it that way, but these people, these are people that aren't familiar with the book of Acts. What the fuck, Bob? Yeah, what does that mean? Really? Biblical, Bob? And why are you bringing really? this up for the first time biblical. in 2012? Okay, biblical, Bob. Really? I didn't, I, I've never <sighs> heard of the, name for me, I've never way. heard of the book of Acts. I, I'm <laughs> taking your lead that it's biblical. Oh, yeah. But why is the first time we're hearing about the book of Acts yeah. in relation to the song in Nine, 2012? Okay. In, in, I mean, yeah. do the math. What is okay. that? 50, almost 50 years yeah, later? Yeah, pretty much. Now, let me just tell you, because I, I just had to go down the rabbit hole. Okay, what is take it? What you is with it? me What's the book because of Acts? I got high. Anyway. <laughs> What's the book of Acts? Let's it do it. It says the book of Acts is from the Gospel of Luke. Okay. And it can, contains an account of stoning, of a stoning. Okay. Okay. Now, in said story... Our protagonist, Stefan, receives his sentence after giving a speech to authorities who are going to kill him no matter what he says. I think that's relevant. To, uh, to, to any ha- point of a, of a citizen acting, uh, interacting with authorities, right. yes. yes. Yes, This relates to how Dylan felt about his critics who were going to figurative, figuratively stone him no matter what he did. Now, that's really some narcissism at its finest. Well, and when, it's I mean, just, I gotta tell you. It's just, it's just like, look, dude, you're a person yeah. in the public eye. You yeah. realize that there are some people that aren't going to like what you're doing, yeah. some people that are. are. You don't need to make a whole song whining about uh, the fact that some people... No. Don't like what you're doing. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, you don't even need to make a song about getting stoned and then change the story. Yeah. And believe your own yeah. bullshit and turn it into a public, a, a, a biblical moment for fuck's my God. sake. Now, my God, I know. Now, ironically, why you gotta bring Jesus? <laughs> One toke over the line, sweet, sweet Jesus. Jesus. Oh my God! Get Bob, on the train. Bob, Bob was Get one on the train over the line. Way and has been for quite some yeah. time. Yeah. Now, ironically, it seems whether he unintentionally wrote a cannabis anthem while intending to protest with proverbs and a song, which at the end of the day is kind of a narcissistic dealing thing to do. Whatever he did it, and it's my number one. For those reasons. Yes. And, and again, it's relevance. Because of the story behind that. Yeah. I want to make one like clear, linear 
uh, attribution of what he said about the song is that so his very last thing that he said in 2012 supposedly mm-hmm. he might have said more but the last thing that we talked about he uh, he was talking about his critics who were figurative, figuratively going to stone him yeah. no matter what well, he did yeah no matter yes no matter what he did yeah. so he's talking about the critics judging him yeah. poorly for yeah. this yeah earlier he said the song was about cripples, Orientals, yeah. and Mexicans. Correct, <laughs> and that makes you cringe when you so hear like, how say the those things. So like, how the fuck? How the fuck are those two related? Well, Jesus was for those people, so you know. And I'm gonna get stoned advocated. by my critics. He, the the savior advocated for that particular. Okay, so he's equating critics. Now you oh hear it. Oh my god. Now you hear he's it. He's a critic. Oh, okay. he's equating critics. Yes. Yeah. Quote unquote stoning him for yeah. his thing yeah. to cripples, Mexicans, now. and yeah, you did. Oh now you heard it. my God, That's, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God, Bob. Yeah, then I love what you said. Why did you have to bring Jesus? Oh, my God, Bob. (laughs) Well, I think that's what we're going for. God, Bob. What is wrong? Oh. Yeah, I think that's what we're going for. Fuck, (laughs) Bob. Fuck. Yeah. Be careful, people. You know? (laughs) Be careful who you choose to follow. That's our top fives. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We invite you all to listen to your favorite Candos inspired songs and maybe find some new favorites to help celebrate Woo! 420 or any day of the year. Yes. This has been so much fun. Yes. Let's this do it been... again sometime, shall we? Oh my God. Oh my God. What the fuck, Bob? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cannabis Nation. We hope this has helped shed light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cannabis Nation Podcast. This is Nick. And Susan. Ending on a high note. Cause I got high. One toke over the line, sweet Sweet Jesus. Jesus. Fuck, Bob. <laughs> <laughs>